heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we are again, obviously uh, week four of the 2017 season, Locked on Browns podcast. Obviously, everybody, it's Bengals week, one of the bigger, you know, one of the bigger rivalries in the NFL. Obviously, the Ohio matchup between the two of them. Uh, going to be interesting this week, a little housekeeping notes here that we're going to start with. Um, Bug Howard signed to the practice squad out of the University of North Carolina. Undrafted rookie, has a, you know, a cup of coffee or two with, you know, obviously Indianapolis Colts. I got to know these University of North Carolina wide receivers very well. I was a big fan of the trio, obviously, when studying Mr. B- Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you know, him, obviously, Mr. Ha- uh, Bug Howard, Ryan Switzer, Matt Collins. These guys all stood out, obviously, on the tape as well. Um, what Bug brings to the table, you know, six foot four, uh, you know, well over 210 pounds, maybe closer to 220, bigger receiver. Able to get vertical, uh, tested very tested well in the jumps. You know, not the fastest guy, but you know, brings a nice vertical to it. Ten catches is last year at UNC of over 25 yards. So interesting guy here. And look, at, when we're looking at this wide receiver core with the Browns currently, there's some things you know that are missing. Yeah, obviously, you know, I, I've emphasized that maybe they needed more of a yak guy, a slot guy. Those guys are kind of hard to come by. You know, through you know the waiver wire and adding to a practice squad, you know those guys are usually you know it seems to be the new en vogue thing here. But look, Bug, Bug Howard brings something to the table here. I wouldn't be surprised if once he gets some familiarity with the playbook, he's going to be active and maybe on the game day roster soon. Uh, you know, a guy like Sammy Coates obviously still battling his injuries. Whether or not you know, I mean, the guy who has a career issue, you know, with with drops as well. You know, maybe that's a move they make somewhere along the line. You know, Bug comes up. Maybe they decide that Sammy's no longer a route they want to go. You know, he does fit into the brick mold as well. You know, the bigger guys are able to attack the ball. But when you're in this situation with, you know, Cleveland, maybe you want to, you know, obviously, you know, emphasize some youth here and maybe, you know, find some younger guys that maybe, you know, Deshaun Kaiser can establish a rapport with as we go, you know, a little further into the season and get into the schedule. So all in all, not not a not a terrible signing. The practice squad. Let's you know give Bug a week or two to learn the playbook, uh, and you know maybe he's a game game day active guy. You know, possibly by you know you know second or third week in October. Uh, also, you know, a couple you know interesting brown note. Trent Richardson uh, signed to a deal with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Canada. Um, Trent takes a lot of you know flack as a draft bust. Look, I, I know I did this, you know, somewhere last year. You know, I put out, I was like, look, did anybody really have Trent Richardson as a guy who was not going to make it in the NFL? And believe it or not, I, there were some people, and somebody brought up a guy's name in an at who wasn't even involved with the draft, passes, draft process anymore or even with football anymore. He was one guy who thought maybe he saw something. But for the most part, look, it's, you know, he was a whiff that pretty much everybody whiffed on. But look, good for Trent. Obviously, you know the passion's still there. Still wants to play ball. Um, I know there's been some rumors and some stories and some write-ups about you know maybe some financial issues that you know 
the people around him, you know, maybe spent up too much of his money. But look, you know, good for him. Go play football. You know, that's you know pretty much what he's done most of his life. Go play football. Enjoy it. You know, make you money. I'm not going to wish anybody you know ill will. You know, obviously, you don't. It didn't work out for Cleveland. It didn't work out for Indianapolis. But you know, God bless him, man. And you know, all the best to Trent Richardson. You know, and good luck up in Canada. You know, like I mentioned, obviously we're rolling in here to Bengal Week. You know, what I, you know, one of the better rivalries in college football. I have some family in Ohio. I mean, I'm sorry, in pro football. I have some family in Ohio. You know, they talk a lot about this and about obviously, you know, the rivalry, you know, between these two franchises up there in Ohio. So you always want to gauge yourself, you know, gauge yourself against your in-state rival. Um, obviously, Cincinnati rough start for them as well. Uh, currently sitting 0-3, just as much as Cleveland is. Uh, first two games, obviously eight quarters, did not score a touchdown. You know, the hammer drops, you know, y you cannot not score a touchdown in, you know, two games without, you know, some implications coming down and, you know, some you know, changes being made. Ken, Zamp Ken Zampezi was obviously, you know, shown the door, relieved of his duties. Quarterback coach Bill Azor was obviously, you know, promoted to the offensive coordinator position. First thing that everybody pretty much kind of said is, you know, this was going to affect Jeremy Hill. This was going to affect, you know, the passing offense. They weren't going to run as much. A uh, little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a fluke. You know, obviously, you know, on Sunday in Green Bay, uh, you know, everyone figured they were going to throw the ball more. You know, first uh, week, obviously, you know, threw 31 passes, ran 22 times. Obviously, they were down by a lot. Week two, they threw the ball 35 times. They ran the ball 24 times. Now with the new offensive coordinator who's supposed to throw the ball a lot, they go into Green Bay. They look pretty well. They showed well, threw the ball 27 times. So now, obviously, it brings you a little bit of a conundrum. The conundrum of is what I think Laser decided to do is, is he is going to run the ball. He, you know, he needs to understand he needs to have the balance of obviously both. But I think you saw a shift here where Jeremy Hill is, you know, pretty much just an afterthought in, in this Cincinnati Bengals offense. He featured Joe Mixon, uh, G, uh, Giovanna, uh, Giovanni Bernard. Obviously, they still like as an asset. You know, even coming off the ACL, uh, he looks pretty sharp. You know, it kind of everyone kind of thought that maybe he'd be the odd man out here with the obviously with the draft choice of Joe Mixon. Not really. I mean, Joe is obviously you know Joe is a you know has the size to be a full time running back. You know, Bernard, obviously, you, you spell running back. You can feature him in the running game, whereas Mixon brings, obviously, both to the table. You know, Jeremy Hill, just kind of a runner. Yes, I'll use the quote, a plotter. Not that big of a fan of Jeremy Hill. So, obviously, they look pretty good. I mean, obviously, they went to Green Bay, pretty much gave them all they could handle. You know, Mixon ran well. Uh, he kind of shows a little bit, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bellish. I mean, there's a new style we're starting to see with these running backs. Almost where they kind of, like, you know, hit an emergency break you know, around the line of scrimmage. You know, they're able to stop, but able to start again so quickly when they see the daylight. You know, it's 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 funny that football is gravitating this way because obviously you say that, you know, as the game, you know, whether you go from high school to college or college to the pros, you know, the game speed picks up so quick. So it's, it's impressive, and it's almost just so different to see these guys almost using a pause and hesitation technique to run the ball and, and discover the daylight. But it, but it seems to be working, and I, I have a feeling it's going to be a trend that we're going to see further, you know, as the game goes on. It's, it almost, you know, for me, at 43 years old, it just seems weird. You know, you run 100 miles an hour to daylight. 
now it's more of let me find the daylight and then I'm going to run 100 miles an hour. So obviously it's working for Joe. Uh, obviously another you know draft choice addition. Obviously another thing we saw you know draft choice wise. Obviously John Ross a little bit of a lost rookie year right now. You know it's tough. I love John uh, as a prospect. Obviously everybody knows the 419. You know incredible incredible deep prospect. But you know and here we are in a situation you know where he didn't fit this team. This was, uh, you know, I had no problems with him being a first-round pick. My problem was, is, you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of him going to Cincinnati with Andy Dalton. Uh, and he's not really an arm-strength guy, which is kind of some things you saw with, you know, John Ross on tape, obviously, coming out of Washington. You know, he's able to get vertical, but if you don't have the quarterback that's got the arm strength to do it, you almost wonder why and where and what the match is all about. Uh, one thing also that, uh, obviously, Bill Lazor last week, I almost went with a Randy ratio effect with AJ Green. We are going to feed the beast. We, you know, he's our best offensive weapon. There's no more, you know, skimping around it. Let's get AJ Green the ball. 13 targets, obviously 10 receptions. You know, over 110 yards receiving, scored a touchdown. This needs to continue. You know, and this is something you know Cleveland's going to have to look out for. He's still the top dog there. He's going to get his targets. He's going to get his looks. He's going to get his features. So he is by all means defensively, and we'll get out of this as the week goes on, and how you're going to stop him. But he is the focal point of what you have to stop. AJ is such a phenomenal talent. It's just it takes a lot. It takes a village, almost like it does raising a child, to stop AJ Green. But these are things you're going to have to do. Now we get over a little bit to the you know Cincinnati defensive side of the ball. Obviously, Geno Atkins, still a stud, one of the top interior guys in the game. Three sacks at this point through three games. Uh, you know, still obviously very active in the run game. Uh, one of the interesting things for Cincinnati now is they're actually bringing in a little bit of infusion uh, of youth defensively here. Uh, obviously, you know, along with you know William Jackson the third, who we're getting to see the you know the first of obviously a lost rookie year for him. A guy I was really high out of. I'm a big Florida State fan. He had a monster bowl game against them. You know, his last collegiate game. Before ending up being a first-round pick, you know, pick six last week against Aaron Rodgers, always impressive. You know, a young player, you make a play like that against a quarterback of that caliber. But they added in the third and fourth round. In the third round, they added Jordan Willis out of Kansas State, a guy who was very impressive. Obviously, you know, it, you know, in Kansas State, each year's sack total went up. You know, tested well, um, and he's looked good to this point. But I mean, the the slam dunk of this, obviously, defensively. And draft-wise for them was their fourth-round pick of Carl Lawson. You know, some concerns about, you know, the knees and things of that nature. But the tape and when Carl was active and when Carl played, he was a beast down in the SEC for Auburn. And he has shown nothing but that to this point. Incredible week last week. Uh, basically owned, you know, Green Bay's left tackle. You know, there was some embarrassing footage. Forearm to the chest and just having his way with him. Getting Aaron Rodgers, getting to the backfield. Crazy activity. Uh, should be kind of fun to watch him this week against Joe Thomas, obviously for Carl Lawson. You know, this is a, you know, you know, learn it, you know, put it on the map. I'm going against a Hall of Famer this week. So that's going to be one of the big matchups to watch this week is, you know, Joe, Tom Joe Thomas, obviously the Hall of Famer. Didn't practice today. Look, Joe gets his rest days. He's earned them. He deserves them. He's going to have a fired up young buck, you know, who's ready to go with some speed and a little bit of power today. So that's going to be, you know, as we go on this week, that's going to be one of the top, top matchups we're going to you know, mention is Joe Thomas versus Carl Lawson, who seems to be 
you know, really finding his way early through three games here in the NFL. Um, one of the other interesting things defensively is uh, Cincinnati plays. I mean, they pretty much play five cornerbacks, you know, whether it's between Pac-Man Jones, Drake Kirkpatrick, Dacquez Denard, William Jackson III, Josh Shaw. It's going to be interesting now because, you know, he, we have a receiving core, you know, outside of Kenny Britt. A lot of these guys, there's not a lot of experience. These guys, you know, kind of learning on the fly here. They need their reps to be evaluated and see what they're doing, you know, and see, you know, whether or not they are part of a foundational piece of this franchise. So it may be tough for these guys when they're going out there and it may be one series, they're facing one cornerback, then they're seeing another. You know, Cincinnati rotates these guys well. So it, it, it should be a nice evaluation week for, you know, the, the Cleveland wide receivers because these guys are really going to have to be on their game because they're going to be seeing a lot of different looks from these guys. You know, like I said, Cincinnati is playing five different corners. So you're going to have to be ready, and, you know, you're going to have to run your routes correctly. You can't miss a, you can't misstep. You're going to have to hit your stem of your route and break properly and break hard and break aggressively because, you know, all these guys have reputations. All these guys, you know, they, they've got film and, you know, they're proven NFL players. So it should be interesting as we get out of here into the game planning. Um, you know, I did watch the All-22, uh, you know, of Cincinnati so far, it, it it blew me away how much better they looked week three. I don't know if it was more of the offensive coordinator change or more of it was, look, this is how serious things are. We already had a coordinator fired. It's time for everybody to step up, play a little better. So these are things we're gonna, you know, obviously get into and divulge into as the week goes on. Uh, injury report wise here, obviously Cincinnati right off the bat. Um, looks like it's not going to be a Tyler Efert week, which helps the Cleveland defense, obviously. Um, John Ross he did not practice again today as well without the knee. The thing about John, as much as he does not fit with Andy Dalton, is with a guy like John Ross, is he's going to occupy your deep safety. And Jabril Peppers, obviously, we've seen through three weeks. Greg Williams loves to play him high and deep. I mean, 20 yards, 25 yards, these are just things we've seen through the All-22. John Ross would have occupied this, so it's going to be interesting how you know Cincinnati combats this. Uh, you know whether it's you know Peppers or Kindred, you know who's going to shadow AJ AJ Green. There is not a cornerback on this Cleveland roster that you can expect to just go out and you know one on one with AJ. So look, you know you're going to have to give the safety help. Obviously, also missing for Cincinnati did not practice today. Sean Williams, I know he went down during the Green Bay game. Vital player for him. Um, Underrated player, in my opinion, in this league. Uh, every time I, I know I've watched Cincinnati, whether it's a live view, big hitter, Sean Williams is always making plays. So, you know, that's going to be something to monitor as the week goes on, whether or not Cincinnati has him. If they don't, that's going to be a pretty significant blow. Cleveland, uh, Kenny Britt, no practice today. You know, probably put it more on that veteran side as well. Uh, Sammy Coates, here we go again, still not practicing. Sammy Coates, you know, a guy with a reputation of, you know, Drops passes, uh, reputation of always oh, kind of dinged up. You know where is he going to be in this? Uh, Tell fair as well did not practice today. I, I think that might. I'm not sure if there's much there. Obviously, you know, hopefully, you know, you get him on Sunday with the valve and and Joku. You know, good players, but these guys are not the blockers you you know are hoping for. You know, as far as you know, aiding to a running game. You know, Joe Thomas, like I mentioned earlier. Joe Thomas is going to get his rest days. He's deserve them. That's what happens when you're 32. That's what happens when you make ten when you play 10,000 consecutive reps in the NFL. 
you, you know, Joe's a pro. He knows what he has to do to be ready for Sunday, and that's how he's going to handle things. Uh, Jamie Collins, a DNP today, still in the pro pro uh, pro uh, concussion protocol. This is going to be a little bit tough. This is something you're going to have to worry about. Uh, they would like him. They would need him this week with a guy like, obviously, like Joe Mixon, who brings you, you know, the best of both worlds as far as a running back. You know, he can receive. He runs well. He's a good route runner. You really would like a guy like Jamie Collins this week. You know, it's like a bat that, so that's interesting, especially if, you know, you're not, uh, you know, the tight, the receiving tight ends, you know, they're going to cre create havoc, but you need Jamie Collins here. I mean, you just, it, it, it'd be nice to have him this week, but obviously we all know the significance of the protocol. So if we don't get Jamie this week, it's going to, you know, obviously make things a little more difficult. So we're gonna, you know, we'll see how that week that plays out this week. Miles Garrett did not practice this week. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, Coach Hugh Jackson came out. Maybe there's a chance he practices this week. Um, I don't think we're gonna see Miles Garrett until we see a full week of practice under his belt. And as much as everybody's anxious and everybody's excited, we're talking about you know the investment that this franchise has in him as the number one overall draft choice. So if he has not practiced on Wednesday. I don't think, you know, some reps on Thursday and Friday are going to get him, you know, on the field for, you know, for Sunday against Cincinnati. So we'll continue to wait. Maybe the Jets week is his week. So, you know, just kind of hope for that. But, you know, just got to be patient, you know, with a with, with a sports car, a Maserati that Miles Garrett is. You know, they spend a lot of time in the shop. But when you do get him, you know, you want to drive the living hell out of him. So that's going to do it here for Locked On Browns here. Obviously Wednesday, uh, you know, Days a few days away. Obviously, we'll record tomorrow. We'll record, record Friday. You know, we'll drop something for you on Saturday. Get a little bit more into game plan, game strategy. You know, obviously, check here the injury report a little bit more as far as who's in, who's out. But uh, guys, appreciate you all listening. As always, please uh, follow Locked On Browns, the Twitter account. Please, by all means, go onto iTunes. Please, you know, subscribe. Uh, please leave a review for Locked On Browns. Mention your Twitter handle in your review. I have a PFF Edge packet I can give to you. $39.99 value. Pass rusher is one of the most important things in the game. Hopefully we'll get to see Miles Garrett on those reports soon. But guys, as always, I'm Jeff Lloyd. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd L-L-O-Y-D. Uh, any questions? I, I, you know, I want some fan interaction here. Anything you guys want. Uh, we'll start adding some guests here shortly into the show. But as always, guys, appreciate your time. And this is Locked On Browns.